Ad Council. ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. It is Thursday, November 21st. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the Miller Lite phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Miller Lite, hold true, great taste, only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. Now, coming up this hour, we're going to hear from the Conference USA Defensive Player of the Week, Devontae Beckett. We've also got double header action at the Cam Henderson Center. The Marshall women's basketball team taking on Morgan State. Tip-off happening now. And this is part of a basketball doubleheader with the men. Now, the men take on Howard at 8 o'clock, but let's talk about the ladies. They are coming off a 60-47 to win at home on Tuesday. They beat Coppin State. Now, if you missed Tony Kemper's reaction to that victory, you can go back on the podcast, wherever you get your podcast, and search for Tuesday's edition of The Drive with Paul Swan. Now, the herd did have some difficulty. They had a rough first and third quarter weren't scoring the way they would like to, but they did have some great defense. Taylor Pearson in that game, she had a career-high 19 points, and she almost managed to get her third career double-double with nine rebounds. Khadija Brooks, she also was impressive on the board. She picked up 10 rebounds. She also was close to a double-double. She had eight points. Kristen Mayo, she scored in double figures, and she has done so every game this season. So more offense from her, and you've got senior Ashley Santangin. She had five shots blocked, and she adds to her total. She's got 15 blocks this year. So the ladies in action. Now, Morgan State comes into the Henderson Center after a tough loss on the road. They were at Nebraska-Omaha, and they lost that game on Sunday, 70-64. to also, they lost a game their previous Thursday against Nebraska, 78-55. to They do have wins, including a game against Notre Dame of Maryland University. They won that one 113-34. Keep an eye out for Chelsea Mitchell. She is third on the team in scoring with 12 points per game. She does lead the team in rebounding with eight per contest. She did have a double-double at Nebraska Omaha with 20 points and tw- with 20 points and 12 rebounds. So she's probably the key player to keep an eye out for on this one. And we'll have a score update throughout the night as we'll be broadcasting live at the Henderson Center. Now, after this one for the Thundering Herd, they're going to be on the road. They will travel to Evansville, Indiana to take on the Evansville Purple Aces on Sunday. That'll be a 2 o'clock tip. Now, the men in action tonight, and we're going to preview this one fully coming up tonight at 630 It'll be Marshall in their final home game before Thanksgiving. They are trying to find a way back in the win column. They've got Howard tonight at the Cam Anderson Center. Now, this is an 8 o'clock tip. If you're not used to these tip times, Marshall's women are playing now at the Henderson Center. This will be an 8 o'clock tip. This is part of the Men Against Breast Cancer Invitational. Also, uh, this is going to be a purple for Peyton night in memory of Michael Byers' stepbrother, Peyton. He tragically passed away this past Friday, so uh, the request has been made to wear purple. And I've seen some of the equipment shots of uh, what they posted on Twitter. Uh, I think they're going to have purple armbands, purple socks for the Thundering Herd, so they'll be wearing some purple as well. Now, Marshall, as I mentioned, they need a win. They lost to College of Charleston on Tuesday, 76-66. to 
And that's despite having four players that were in double digits. Tavion Kinsey had 13 points. I expect that out of him. If you keep him under single digits, you've done something. Jared West, a guy I once upon a time thought, man, it'd be great if he scored more. But then I realized, wow, he's doing a lot of other things out there. He had 12 points, and still he's out there doing a lot of other things. Michael Byers, Jansen Williams each had 11 points. Now, I've been kind of hard on Jansen Williams. I expect better from him, and I think we're going to get that. Again, he was a guy out there that scored a little bit more than I thought he was going to earlier, wasn't being very successful when looking for the three-point shot, rejected a season-best six shot. So I expect better out of Jansen. I think we're going to get that. Now, uh, Marshall did win a few battles out there. They outscored Charleston 22-2 to when it came to second-chance points. Uh, they did out-rebound him 43-37. So there's some things they've got to clean up. Again, this is a young team. Hopefully we're going to see the Thundering Herd with a better performance against Howard. Howard coming into the Henderson Center, they are 0-5. Now, their first-year head coach is Kenneth Blakeney and the Bison. They have three common opponents with the Thundering Herd. They lost to Notre Dame 79-50. They lost to Robert Morris 85-65, and they lost to Toledo 112-68. Toledo's been doing that to a lot of teams, haven't they? They've been pretty good so far as far as getting points on the board. Charles Williams leads the Bison with 18 and 8 points per contest. That is 18.8. Okay, let's just say leading with about 19 points per contest. And he has made over 45% of his shots this season. He is a little bit over 37% of his three-point attempts. Zion Cousins has uh, been pretty good as far as rebounding for Howard. He pulls down 5.6 rebounds per contest. He also is tied for the team lead in blocks with two. Ian Lee, he's the guy who tries to make things happen. He has a team-best 12 assists. Of course, we're going to preview this game further coming up tonight, 6.30. We'll have it for you right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. So we're going to turn our attention to football when we continue. I had a chance to catch up with Devontae Beckett a couple of days ago during player interviews, and this is your Defensive Conference USA Player of the Week. Well-deserved. We'll get a, a, a good look at Charlotte, get some of his insights. Uh, later on, we'll open up the phone lines for you at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Our phone lines this hour brought to you by Miller Light Holt True Great Taste, only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. We hope to have a final or at least a, a partial score to give you. Marshall taking on right now at the Cam Henderson Center, Morgan State. So, if you're on your way, plenty of basketball to be seen tonight. Or, of course, uh, if you're heading to the Marshall game for the men, you can come a little early, maybe catch some of the second half of the women. However you do it, come out and support both the men and women tonight. Great night of basketball here at the Cam Henderson Center. So when we come back from break, we have got Devontae Beckett. We're going to check in later on with what's happening on court at the Cam Henderson Center, and we'll take time for your phone calls. That's all coming up on tonight's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The moment of The Drive with Paul Swan. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Welcome back to your Thursday edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Coming up later tonight, we've got Marshall Basketball from the Cam Henderson Center, and we'll talk about that later coming up tonight. 6.30 will be our pregame, and you can listen to it right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 as the Thundering Herd taking on Howard. But we're going to turn our attention to football. And earlier this week during player interviews, one of the young men I had a chance to catch up with, Tevante Beckett. Now, he had just been named Conference USA Defensive Player of the Week on Monday. So when we caught up to him, we talked to him a little bit about that. But first things first, I wanted to find out from him what he'd seen on film so far as this week's opponent's Charlotte. So that was my first question to him, get an idea of what he's seen. Aggressive linemen, they're going to finish the play, play to the uh, – the whole group just play to the whistleblow quarterback. He's going to try to make plays. He's kind of like one of the quarterbacks we've been playing all year. Like, like he can make plays with his feet. So, uh, you know, just got to get ready for it. I also asked him who else stood out to him. Uh, uh, I don't know if it's the left or the right tackle, but one, uh, he kind of would love me one. But uh, he just played hard. You know, you, you, you got to appreciate the effort. One of the questions asked of Tavante was about Charlotte running back Benny LeMay. He's very close statistically to Brendan Knox, so very similar backs, and that was the question asked of Tavante about LeMay. What do you see in him? Uh, physical runner, uh, he's going to play. He's going to play hard. He, uh, he's a tough runner. Coach tell you, told me uh, you don't got to look for him. He'll find you, so uh, getting ready to go at it with him. Another question that was brought up was about the ties between Marshall and Charlotte. Brad Lambert's name was brought up, of course, the former head coach of the 49ers, and this is Beckett talking about that. You know, you know, with him specifically coaching linebackers, that's uh, his individual group. Uh, for me, it's just, you know, going out and be playing for him, you know, nobody's really going to say it, but, yeah, well, my defense is definitely going to play for Coach Lambert. Um, I'm going to play hard. Hard for Coach Lambert. I want to show the kind of just show what he got over here, you know. So it's just uh, that's all I'm gonna say about that. We're just gonna play for Coach Lambert. A follow-up question: There seems to be a lot of ties between these two schools. That's the thing, you know, Coach. Coach, we we usually uh, one of our coaches go over the personnel, but Coach Lambert just did it this week. He knew them hand in hand, and he can tell you what the type of guy is on and off the field, the type of player he is how hard they work and uh, stuff like that. So he made comments and uh, one, like Benny, he told us he gonna find you, you know, tough running. So he made comments about all of them pretty much. With those close ties and with these two programs really knowing each other, does that make execution more crucial? Because there will be little deception between these two squads. They know us and we know them. So it's like um, just about uh, executing the game plan for real. You know, just gotta be in your gap when he come, you know. And be ready, you know what I'm saying? And then the quarterback, you know, he's a, uh, he's a good runner. And coach tell you, don't sleep on him. You know, he not physically, he not going to physically, like, pop out to you, but he can make plays. So don't sleep on him. That's what he tells us. Another question Tavante answered goes back to that Player of the Week award. Kind of curiosity, really. Just wanting to know uh, where Tavante was. I think I was in class. When he found out he was a Conference USA defensive I've seen it, but I try not to pay, pay attention to it when I'm, like, going throughout my day and I just look at it when I got home. So when I got home, it was just like my phone was blowing up because I just won champion of the week, like, for the uh, defense. And that was my second time winning that. So I was always happy to get recognized by your teammates and your coaches. So... Just taking it all in, then it's just like you got to move on to the next week. So it's Charlotte, so I got to kind of just flip the page. You got that 
window to like enjoy it and celebrate it and it's boom back to business now Tavante was asked about having that chip on your shoulder teams are going to try to run on you and this is Tavante's response to that that's how I go every week just stop the run like that's first stop the run like we don't think nobody's just going to run the ball on us and they, I mean it happened a few times this year but like we're a group that physically think like and mentally think like if we all got on the same page and run the same game plan and the same play, it's just gonna pretty much be hard to score on us all together. And especially running, cause like we, if we gapped out and everybody in they gap, where you gonna go? Cause we we gonna make the one on one plays and run to the ball. Even if somebody miss a tackle, we good at running to the ball. So we we pretty much confident in stopping the run. We know we can stop the run at this point. Let's say all those running quarterbacks. Another question this time about the quarterbacks. Marshall has faced a lot of running quarterbacks, and Charlotte's quarterback Chris Reynolds might be in that mold. And Tavante was asked, "What does Reynolds remind you of? Remind you of anybody you've faced so far?" Middle, middle, specifically middle, because Ohio was a little bigger, but middle caught you by surprise because you look at him, you're like, "I see what you're doing, film, but you're not about to do that against us." And then, boom, you know, he do it against us too. So it's just like you gotta respect it. Uh, we're gonna learn from that, like. I feel like we didn't really lock in on the quarterback and take him as serious as we should have. And uh, he paid, made us pay for it. But we got this week to make up for that, you know, just go 1-0. That's all it's about, going 1-0. Uh, we lost to a couple of scrambling quarterbacks, I believe. And we just want to uh, go 1-0 this week, though, and move past that. Now, with a couple of games to go, I was kind of curious to get Devontae's mindset about the fact that you win two more. You're playing for a Conference USA championship. So I wanted to know from him, how do you lock in knowing that you are so close to winning that prize? That's the tough part, you know, because everybody's thinking about it when you win a conference championship for so long. And then it's like your goal is literally right here. You look – you uh way past halfway through the season, it's right there, but you got to handle what's in front of you. And uh, with FAU doing good, it's like, it put the pressure on us, and then it's like, the guys buy in, because they know, like, we have no room to slip up, because they lost one game, we lost one game, we can't lose, we just got to keep winning out, and that's what it's all about. One of the questions asked of Devontae was about the season, and is it the way he envisioned the season going while he was sitting out last year? Uh, well, yeah, we we were thinking undefeated, but you know, reality, you gonna win, lose a couple games, and uh, we had a couple games that we felt like we could have won, but uh, we right where we need to be. I mean, under, undefeated is kind of like rare in college football, so it's just like the goal for every team is to win the championship first. You know, we bowl eligible, but we that's what we expected, and uh, we can't really be surprised at where we at, but it's definitely with all the blows that we had like happened in the season early and then to be where we at now and getting OB back and then kind of clicking all cylinders is just perfect timing and we're right where we need to be but we can't we can't lose this week so we got to go one and no and finally I wanted to know about OB Obialo specifically when Tavante was on the sideline watching him, I kind of wanted to find out what was going through your mind knowing that OB was out there having that kind of performance. Uh, it looked easy. It looked like he, uh, you could tell he been antsy. He'd been waiting to get back out there. So to see him being successful and getting the ball and all those attempts and catching and all those attempts is just, it's just for a defense, it just makes you smile because, you know, offense got a, uh, an extra weapon.
That's your Conference USA Player of the Week on the defensive side to Vontae Beckett. And don't forget, we'll have more player reactions throughout the rest of the week and coming up on Saturday during college football today, which will take place three hours before the Marshall game. And you can join us live at Roosters at Pullman Square in downtown Huntington. We've got more on the way. It's The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're here at the Cam Henderson Center tonight. Marshall in action against Howard. We will have that game for you coming up. 6.30 is when we go on the air with our pregame coverage of that matchup. I'm here, of course, today at the Henderson Center because women's basketball action has been going on for the past 30 or so minutes. And right now, Marshall on top of Morgan State, 20-16. to 16, A little closer than it was early. At one point, Marshall had a 10-point lead in this contest. The one thing that is keeping Marshall ahead of Morgan State is Morgan State just hasn't been able to score as of late. Uh, over two minutes without a basket. Marshall's also committed at least five turnovers in about a four-minute span. Overall, the Thundering Herd right now, nine turnovers in this contest. So not the way you want to start off your, your, your first period. So the Thundering Herd looking to try to keep this offensive attack going. Right now it is 2018, about 5.20 to go here in the second period before halftime. And don't forget, you can maybe get over here before the second half begins. And then... You, of course, can take in the women's game and the men's game as well. So we've got a doubleheader of action coming up tonight here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 and 93.7 The Dog. So we go on the air about 6.30 with our pregame. So hopefully we'll have a wrap of this one as uh, we go on the air. And if we do have a wrap, we'll hear from the head coach himself, Tony Kemper. We'll get his thoughts. Hopefully we're talking about a victory as Marshall right now on top, 21-18. to 18. We've got 5-12 and counting on a running clock before halftime. Of course, Marshall men in action tonight, as we mentioned, taking on Howard. Marshall needs a win in a, a desperate way. We have talked about that. And already I see some folks here in the purple. This is the purple for Peyton Knight in memory of Michael Breyer's stepbrother, Peyton. He passed away uh, this past Friday. So he has asked uh, people wear purple in his memory. And so far, a lot of people have uh, showed up at the women's game in their purple, including uh, some of the coaches as well. So uh, purple is uh, the color of the night here at the Cam Henderson Center if you are coming out to take a part of this one. But uh, I'd like to see more of these, actually. Scheduling-wise, I know it's kind of hard, but at the same time, this is kind of cool because you get to see a little bit of the women, and they deserve as much attention as possible. I mean, they work as hard as the men. They're out there putting in the, the long hours, the long travel, everything the men do, and you come to the Henderson Center, you hope that somebody shows up to watch you play, and not a bad crowd so far. Hopefully we'll get some more as people start to uh, come in getting ready for the men's game. So that would be a great sight to see here before it's all said and done. So uh, right now, 4.15 and counting, second period. It is Marshall on top, 23-20. to 20, But Morgan State has the ball, and it's been competitive. Other than this part where Marshall 
came out and took a 10-point lead. Uh, Morgan State has worked their way back, and it has been competitive ever since. Again, turnovers the key. Uh, one just happened here as uh, Mayo almost committed a turnover, a, a bad pass. Morgan State has the ball, and uh, they are looking to score once again. So this is some of the action you can catch if you are on your way to the Henderson Center. Come a little early, take in some of the action of the women, and then come back for the men. Uh, it is now a um, one-point lead for the Thundering Herd, 328 and counting on the running clock, and Marshall on top, 23-22. to 22. So what do we know about Marshall's opponent tonight for the Bison? They're 0-5 in the season. They have played the same opponents as Marshall because this is the last game for Marshall and the men against breast cancer invitational. Uh, more of a way to play several games, more of an exempt status than an actual go somewhere for a tournament type atmosphere. And so this affords Marshall the opportunity to play a few more home games and at the same time not have uh, as many games count on the total amount of games you can have in the regular season. Howard has played Notre Dame. They lost 79-50. So Marshall did a little bit better than Howard did against Notre Dame, but still same result. Robert Morris beat them 85-65. to Okay. Toledo killed them 112-68. Those are your scores right now. And we'll keep an eye on their main threat, and that is Charles Williams. He leads the Bison again with 18.8 points per contest. So he's the guy we want to keep an eye out for. We'll have all of that coming up. We'll talk more about this game coming up tonight. Again, it will be on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 and 93.7 The Dog. Now doing a quick stat check of the game. We're here live as we are doing the show tonight. The Morgan State is now on a 6-0 run over at least two and a half minutes. Uh, they've hit four of their last five. Marshall hasn't been able to score in over two minutes and 49 seconds. So the Thundering Herd clinging to a one-point lead with two minutes and two seconds to go in the second period. The Thundering Herd right now struggling offensively, still having the lead, however. Um, let me correct that score for you. It is 24-23 in favor of the Morgan State Bears. So, again, six run over uh, at least uh, two and a half minutes, uh, getting close to three now. Uh, Marshall trying to uh, inbound the ball, uh, trying to save it from going out of bounds, turning it over to Morgan State. Morgan State now has a 26-23 to 23 lead, so an 8-0 run for Morgan State. Marshall having trouble inbounding the ball and getting it into the offensive zone. All right, Marshall has just put the score tied. Three-point shot. And Marshall now tied in this one, 26 all. Okay, uh, we will um, continue keeping an eye on this one as we are here tonight for Marshall men's and women's basketball. The women in action now, the men coming up later tonight. Bill Cornwell is going to join me later on in the broadcast, and we're going to talk about this one as well as uh, we'll take a look at what's happening across college basketball. Uh, fun night here so far at the Cam Henderson Center. We want to thank everybody for uh, accommodating us early as uh, we're usually here for basketball, and uh, we're here tonight for both basketball games. So looking forward to seeing the outcome of this one, and hopefully Marshall can get back to the lead again. They had a 10-0 lead at one point 
in this contest. Uh, largest lead for Morgan State so far has been three, but it's tied now 26 all with a minute and four seconds to go. Okay, uh, when we come back from break, we're going to talk a little football with you some more. Marshall taking on Charlotte. Uh, we'll take a look at what's happening and the news of the day, all when we continue with this edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. We're back here at the Cam Henderson Center where tonight Marshall in action taking on Howard. But right now we are at halftime of the first game of this doubleheader. Earlier today, the Thundering Herd tipped off, 5 o'clock to be exact, and they are tied with Morgan State at the half, 26 all. If you're heading here to the Cam Henderson Center, you got plenty of time to take in the second half of this game and then, of course, get ready for Marshall and Howard, and that's coming up tonight. We'll have the broadcast for you. We go in the air 6.30 on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 9.30 and 93.7 The Dog, and we'll have pregame coverage up until 7.30, and then Steve Cotton will take you the rest of the way. Tip-off set for after 8 o'clock, and it's all right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 9.30 and 93.7 The Dog. So how did Marshall and Morgan State get to this point? Well, Marshall at one point had a 10-point lead on Morgan State, but Morgan State would battle back, and in the first period, Marshall would outscore Morgan State 14-12. Flip that for the second period, Morgan State outscores the herd 14-12, and that's where we get 26 apiece for both teams. Marshall in the paint, only two points in the paint. Morgan State has gotten most of their points in the paint with 12 Eight off turnovers, second chance points, three, fast break points, eight. In comparison, Marshall's only get five points off turnovers, three second chance points, and two fast break points. The bench, a little bit better for Marshall coming off the bench. Marshall's got ten points. Morgan State only managing five. Thundering Herd in this contest shooting eight of 23. Six of 12, though, from the three-point line. That would make Dan D'Antoni proud to see Marshall shooting 50% from the three-point line, four of six from the free-throw line. In comparison, Morgan State, 12 of 36 shooting, more shots, not as good from the three-point line there, one of 14, and they have hit one of two free-throws. Rebounding department, the Thundering Herd on top, 21-19. Marshall, only five offensive boards, 16 defensive, and that's a good thing to get. On the rebound side for Morgan State, Morgan State has eight offensive, only 11 defensive, and so 21-19, the difference there in favor of the Thundering Herd. Now, here are where the most notable stats are. Marshall, six assists, Morgan State five. Marshall's got one block. Morgan State has eight steals. Marshall has 11 turnovers. That's the big difference right there. That's what's keeping Morgan State in this contest, to be honest with you, because Marshall committing 11 turnovers. Morgan State has generated eight steals. 26 all, that's our score here at the Cam Henderson Center for the first half between Marshall and Morgan State. The women will be back on the court in about 10 minutes or so, so we're looking forward to seeing what can transpire between now and the second game, which will be Marshall taking on Howard. 
basketball news today, uh, not just Thundering Herd. We've got other action to talk about. First of all, let's talk about Tom Izzo. He has resigned from the National Association of Basketball Coaches Board of Directors because he is mad. He just up and quit today because the NCAA denied an appeal from forward Joey Halzer to play this season. So the decision comes down. Izzo says, hey, you know what? Okay, that's fine. I'm, I'm done. I'm leaving the National Association of Basketball Coaches Board because, and this is what he said, the NCAA is making arbitrary decisions regarding waiver request. So if you don't know the story of Joey Hauser, 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 he transferred from Marquette in May, and he requested a waiver from the NCAA to be eligible immediately instead of sitting out the season. Now that's the transfer rule. Now he's a six foot nine beast, really. Six foot nine, you'd love to have that size. And he averaged nearly 10 points last season. Now this is what Izzo told reporters according to the report that's available on ESPN. Joey did have a strong case, and I'm devastated if you want to know the truth. So he feels that these decisions are just arbitrary. And I can get where he's coming from because I, I couldn't tell you what the criteria is. It should be cut and dry. It should be pretty clear. Here's what the criteria is for transfer. Here's what the case is for transfer. If you meet this, 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 and this, you can transfer and be immediately available. And so I understand where he's coming from on that. We'll have more on that story as it continues. Now, there's some action in college basketball to talk about right now, and we will go over the updated scores later when we come back at 6.30. But right now, we've got a few games to tell you about. First of all, Ohio and Baylor are in action at the Myrtle Beach Invitational. Wouldn't you like to be at Myrtle Beach right now? Wouldn't it be great if we get the herd in the Myrtle Beach Invitational? We could all go to Myrtle Beach right now and just enjoy uh, a little, little fun, right? Well, the Bobcats are. Not exactly. Baylor, 24th ranked on top of Ohio right now, 45-30. to 30. Earlier today, it was Villanova, 17th ranked, beating Middle Tennessee, 98-69, to 69. so Villanova with the win in the Myrtle Beach Invitational. Now, what's happening tonight? Well, we've got a lot of games to talk about. Maybe a, a limited game in the top 25, but we've got several games to tell you about. And, of course, we start with Marshall taking on the Bison of Howard. Next game coming up tonight, we'll have that for you right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 9.30. So let's get the scoreboard loaded up so we can talk about what's happening in the top 25 and, of course, across college basketball. In So top 25 action. We have got one game right now, and we've already given that to you, which is Baylor and Ohio. So let's go with all games going on in college basketball. And we've got one game that is at half, and that's Kent State and Concord. Kent State leading Concord at half, 50-32. to 32. Now, plenty of games upcoming tonight. If you uh, like basketball, Thursday night's going to be your night because we have got an impressive matchup here and there across top 25. First of all, number 22, Texas, at 4-0, taking on 3-1 Georgetown. That should be a fun one tonight. 
So that coming up at 7 o'clock. Uh, more manageable game for Xavier, 18th ranked tonight. They are taking on Townsend, and that comes up at 7 o'clock. Xavier 4-0, Townsend 2-2. Number 12, Texas Tech tonight taking on 3-1 Tennessee State. Texas Tech undefeated at the moment, and that comes up at 8 o'clock as well. 14th ranked Arizona, the Wildcats are 4-0. They face off against 4-2 South Dakota State. So the Jackrabbits 4-2, the Wildcats 4-0. At 9.30 tonight, number one Duke taking on the Cal Golden Bears. Both teams are undefeated. And, of course, we told you earlier, Villanova defeating Middle Tennessee. Before we go into other games taking place across college basketball, let's get you a quick snapshot of Conference USA. And there's only one other game to tell you about tonight in Conference USA outside of Marshall and Howard, and that is Charlotte and Appalachian State. Charlotte's 2-1 and one, and Appalachian State 3-3. Three and three. This game coming up tonight, 7 o'clock, so we'll have a score from that one before we go off the air tonight. We'll definitely have the final there. All right, let's tell you what else you can look forward to tonight in college basketball. We will start with UNC Asheville taking on St. Andrews Presbyterian, and that is coming up at 6 o'clock. Alcorn State will take on Our Lady of the Lake. That's at 6.30. I love some of these names. This is the best time of year because sometimes these are games and scores that I'll never see the opponent again until later on. And Our Lady of the Lake is 6.30 tonight with Alcorn State. And then Duquesne and Indiana State, that is 6.30 tonight. Duquesne 3 and 0, Indiana State 0 and 3. 7 o'clock tonight, it'll be Youngstown State taking on Akron. Youngstown 2 and 2. Akron 3 and 1. And then you have got coming up tonight at 7 o'clock, 3 and 1 Clemson taking on Alabama AM. Coastal Carolina, the Chanticleers taking on the running Utes of Utah. That's 7 o'clock tonight. Utah 3 and 0. Coastal Carolina coming in at 2 and 2. Also Colgate and um, the Red Dragons of uh, SUNY Cortland. And it's coming up tonight at 7 o'clock. Uh, Iowa faces off against North Florida tonight. Jacksonville faces off against the Catamounts in Western Carolina. Um, Pittsburgh takes on UAPB, the Golden Lions. South Florida has got Walford tonight to deal with. Uh, you have got Omaha and Washington State coming up tonight. Uh, Hampton and Regent coming up. Again, I, I love sometimes uh, looking at the college scoreboard early season and seeing some of these teams that I will probably never see again until this time next year. Uh, North Carolina Central takes on Bluefield State tonight. Tennessee Tech taking on Winthrop. Uh, Lehigh faces off against Drake. Robert Morris and UIC tonight. Uh, Central Michigan and Minnesota matchup tonight. You've got Oklahoma, Maryland Eastern Shore, TCU taking on UC Irvine. And uh, a few other interesting games here. Uh, I'm interested in this one, actually. Uh, 8.30 coming up tonight will be Toledo and Notre Dame. I, I want to see how those two teams match up, uh, kind of get a feel for uh, – where Marshall is, was, compared to both Notre Dame and Toledo. Notre Dame 4-1, Toledo 3-1. So that's where we stand there with some of these scores. And, of course, we'll have a rundown of, of some of this action coming up tonight. And it will all take place at 6.30. We'll have it for you right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Also, 
on 93.7 The Dog. And, of course, coming up after the game, we'll have the post game. Hopefully we're talking about a victorious Thundering Herd basketball team. We haven't had that opportunity the last few weeks to talk about a victorious team, not since the home opener. So looking forward to maybe having something a little bit more fun to talk about tonight in the postgame. It doesn't matter. Whatever the case, you can join us, and we'll be on the air following the game, and you can call in with your thoughts, and we'll have reaction from both head coaches. Also, we'll get player reaction, and that's coming up tonight as well. And you can stick around for the broadcast. Coming up in about 30 minutes, we're going to be back on the air. We'll have pregame coverage. We'll talk about what is happening here. Halftime is almost over in the women's game, and that is coming up in about a few short seconds. So uh, as soon as we'll go off the air, they'll play the second half of this one. And if you're on your way to the Cam Henderson Center, uh, you still got plenty of time to uh, catch the third and fourth period. Again, uh, Marshall, women in action, taking on Morgan State, 26-all. And both teams are about to tip off here and get this second half started. And again, uh, the women right now, 11 turnovers in that first. Eight steals for Morgan State, 11 turnovers for Marshall. Uh, I think that's the difference right now. Uh, Morgan State also not shooting very well from the three-point line. They are 1-14 uh, in the first half, uh, 12 of 36 total. Marshall shooting better. 8 of 23, but you know what? 6 of 12 from the three-point line. I'm taking that every single time I get a chance to go 50% from the three-point line. So uh, second half here is going to be underway, and uh, we have tipped off. Marshall uh, got the ball for the second half, and Mayo gets the scoring early for the Thundering Herd, and she pulls up with a jumper, and the Herd's on top, 28-26, 9.44 to go here in the third period. Of course, if you want to catch play-by-play of this one, uh, I invite you to tune in to the student station, uh, 88.1 FM WMUL. They're going to have play-by-play of this game, and, of course, uh, they'll take on the uh, men's broadcast as well. So if you're looking for an alternative tonight, uh, don't forget, stick with us. Uh, but if you want to check out and support the students over at uh, the student radio station, uh, I invite you to do so, especially with uh, the action going on right now from the Henderson Center. Uh, that's going to do it for this edition of the program. We've got Gabriel Sellers back in the studio. We will be with him all night long, so looking forward to working with him. So back in about 30 minutes for our pregame coverage of Marshall and the Bison of Howard coming into the Henderson Center. For Gabriel, I'm Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.